As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Gamer Heroes Podcast. Uh, today on deck, we've got me, Thomas Egan, and we got uh, Josh Welch. How you doing, Thomas? Glad to be here. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a minute. It has. It's been a little bit of a minute. You know, life comes at you, but I won't turn around uh, an opportunity to talk video games. That's for sure. I dig it. We got uh, we got Cam out this week. Um, he'll he'll be back next week, I imagine. But uh, <coughs> excuse me. We uh we got a bunch of stuff. Well, I, the first thing I want to talk to you about, I know you've been playing the division. Oh yes. We've got. Uh, I, I tell you what, let's go down here. We'll we'll talk the division. We got some funny news. We got some uh, a bunch of stuff, honestly, that has to do with Fortnite, which is just funny how this stuff goes. But uh, battle royales. So I know I'm playing Apex. Uh, got some news about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, some stuff coming out tomorrow. Um, but let's really dive in. I don't know anything about the division two. <sighs> Okay. Uh, except that it's what do you like, know about division one uh kind of pvp kind of pve oh, see it's, you're wrong it's a you're loot, wrong all right it's a loot based shooter it's a looter shooter but doesn't mean you have to be a pvp game so um yeah so high level division one let's take you back let's take you back so division one was about an epidemic that literally is catastrophic to not just the United States government or United States, but all across the world. Um, the dollar flu, right? Not the bird flu, but the dollar flu, you know. Um, it was scientifically generated to, to... To put dollar signs in your eyes. Well, A, you know, it's handed off by the dollar bill, yeah. right? What's the most, you know, you, you hand off dollar bills and, and you contract this dollar flu. Anyway, um, this uh, epidemic happens and it cripples societies and cities, and, um, you know, it's kind of like that hero state type of game where there's just this one group of people that try to instill control 
um, laws, um, regulation, um, the saviors of society. It's called the division. So you are an agent of the division. In the first game, the f- the epidemic was really early in the epidemic um, of the dollar flu, and um, it takes place in um, New York City. In Division Two, it takes place in Washington D.C., which is a great space to. Uh, uh, um, you know, do this game. I really think it was a lot better than New York City. So before we get into like the details of the game, so you're going through this epidemic, post-apocalyptic type scenario in a different sense. There's no zombies here, right? It's just it's a flu. It's a it's an epidemic, um, like the bubonic plague, just starts destroying society, right? You know, hospitals shutting down, police stations shutting down, people are dying left and right, and there's no way to control it. This took place in in New York. Started in New York, as I imagine, I. Don't quote me on the details, um, but the game itself started in New York, and it was in it was in a snowy New York, like it's all in the mm-hmm. winter. So I the remember. first game was it being a game in uh, epidemic post apocalyptic proportions happening in New York City, which you're like, oh my gosh, it's so cool. But it's in the winter. So where they did well was getting all the landmarks right. Where I felt that it didn't hit me well was that it was winter. Like the first game was all in the winter. And for me, I get like seasonal depression when it comes to the winter. So when I have to play a game that I really enjoy and it's always in the winter, it kind of well, had me like the wrong and dude, dude, right? wait, whenever we get It's like, like water level in Zelda. Just play the whole like, game oh, in the water God. level. <laughs> Yeah, uh, dude, whenever we get, like, the first snows of winter, I'm like, all right, Skyrim time. Like, these days, I pretty much play it once or twice a year. Every winter. I play it, like, once a year, and it's it's as soon as it snows, it's like, all right, it's it's time time to get under a blanket and time to go out there and explore. There's so much to do there. No, it's – number one was a great game. Um, I think that what we'll get into with number two, though, I want to – don't dwell on too much of what number one was um well, number... well we what i would like to talk about is so the division one i know came out in the destiny one era yep where uh like loot shooters were um a little after a destiny one area yeah era, but yeah but they were kind of competing for a little while you know it, it was kind of like your Fortnite and PUBG. It, it's like your call of duty and halo uh you just had two similar enough shooters and they were both trying to distinguish themselves from mm-hmm. each other right sure um so i had played uh, an amount of Destiny 1 um, up through the first raid, and that's about as far as I got. I never even dipped my toe in Division, uh, but I was really interested in what that had to offer where you'd go into, like, the, the dark zone yes. thing, where uh, you would do your thing and get loot, but then at the end, um, you know, you got to basically, uh, what's it called? Like not Fulton, but basically send off the loot that you yeah. got. You've got to you've got to like hang out for a second so it can be airlifted yeah, off. Yeah, it works. So exactly there's a danger at the end where it's like, oh, are we going to get? I think that's where what sold a lot of people off because even with the people that I'm playing with right now. Um, so let's take it back in. in uh, when the game came out in 2015, I was just moving from Columbia, Missouri, to Kansas City, and I was living in a friend's house. My whole family family of four was living in a friend's house and uh, the only thing that kept me going you know living in someone else's house while i was kind of transitioning was uh the game division so late nights uh i would stay down low without waking up all the families in the house and i would play division one and it was uh and i would play a lot of the dark zone uh the dark zone is a is a space in division where it's open pvp Mm -hmm. um you can 
in Division One, you could destroy or kill anyone you see. Um, the idea is that you would go around, do activities within the Dark Zone, and you would loot. And that loot, though, was contaminated. You can't just walk out of the Dark Zone. You can walk out in and out of the Dark Zone at any time, but you can't take loot in and out of the Dark Zone at any time. That has to be decontaminated, so the only way to do that is to airlift it out of there. Mm-hmm. There are only certain points in the Dark Zone where you can airlift it. So you would say, hey, I just dominated this NPC in the Dark Zone, and I got this great gold and epic loot. I'm going to use my team, and we're going to go run to the extraction point. We're going to launch that extraction point. We're going to let our contaminated gear get airlifted out of there. The problem with that was that it would be announced to the whole map in the Dark Zone. So if you're airlifting something out of there of value, everyone in the Dark Zone would know about it. Mm-hmm. So then you would have people that just sit there and be like, hey, we're just going to chill out. We're going to chill we... out here until we see some, and we're going to we're going to we're going to snipe you. We're going to we're going to attack you. The difference there is that they can only do certain activities that would make them go rogue. Um, like at this point, as you walk through the dark zone, um, and we're going to talk about Div One for just a little bit longer. In Div One, Division One, as you're in the dark zone, you just start killing anyone you wanted. That would make you go rogue. You steal <laughs> I hope the, so. Yeah, right. If you killed someone that. You know, you can look at each other. I make some funny relationships of I just look at another random player. We just wave at each other, do emotes at each yeah, other. You cool? You cool? You cool? You cool? You cool? It's kind of like that office episode where with, you're, the, finger you're, with the finger guns. You're just looking at each other like, all right, no one move. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. You know, and that's kind of what they did. Dude, you, I as as like an aside, some of my favorite moments in Apex are when you and another team both see each other, but you don't want to be the first one to shoot. Like you see each other and you kind of, you know, you do the, I got my eye on Yeah. And, and you're both sitting there, you're waiting for a team to roll off. I wait for their team. team. I'm like, hey, if he's going to roll on you, I'm going to start picking you off. But I just, no, I yeah. love that moment yeah. of just like, it's oh, very, I can't even whistle. I'm trying to do the, uh, very nerve wracking in those type of situations. In division, I think that's really what sold number one. I know there's a lot of hatred for number one. It was very 50 50. Uh, well, on, it's, how, it's the same as with Destiny. It's, yep. it's people. There aren't a lot of people on the fence about it. Everybody, if they know about it, they have some sort of opinion. I mean, here I am on the fence, but I feel like I'm definitely the odd man out. Um, you know, I, the, I what I wish didn't happen was I wish people weren't so fragmented. A lot of the people that I see wanting to play one or the other, they mm-hmm. like those games, and it stinks to see them split between two choices because uh it's it's a different version of when i want to play with my xbox friends but mm-hmm. i have a playstation i'm like oh man like we're both playing we both like the same stuff yep. i wish we could play together so that's kind of apples and oranges there but uh you know i wish they came out at different times or at least in my head you know maybe they were different and in my head i've just got it mixed up but yeah they're just close enough where it's like okay well i don't really know what the difference is enough for me to really be sold on one or the other well, here, here is why I'm here, Thomas, because tell I've got to sell you on this game. I love the game. The first one, I was upset because there was a lack of content. It was mm-hmm. like I would get to level 30, I would get myself in the dark zone, and then I'm literally sitting there waiting for raids, what they called raids or or, or um, events where you can only do four people in an event and you'd run this very epically hard uh, mission and you get very high gear or you could spend your time in the dark zone and get killed if you were solo like it really had there was no opportunity for a solo player to make any advancement in the game mm-hmm. game dropped off after that like there was very few player base it was started off very hot and then after you got to the end game it was very 
what do you do? There very a, cold. Very Adams. cold. Yeah, in the winter. I, I like it. I like it. It was. It was just very, very difficult. I actually was one of those guys who's very upset with the game and where it went because I thought it was going to be a game where I could see. Personally, I think they should redo their whole uh, product model, but I'll get into that later. But there's just nothing to do. Div two. Mm-hmm. I get the game. I start three days earlier, which started on Wednesday, and I've been playing for now four days or at least four or five days fully. Um, it started on Wednesday last week, and the game itself, they literally looked at, hey, where did we fail in Division One? Let's go fix that. Where they failed? Personally, I thought the weather, but a lot of people love the weather. I hated oh, it. I lo- I, well, okay, I can't snowy levels. Just I can't do it. I can't Dude, do it. I <laughs> love weather effects in games. Like totally love. Them. It was only snow. It was, so what you get with DC, which hold on, it comes back to it. The DC, the way they did it, whoever's architecting these cities and streets, on point. If you, from what I've heard, there are already people on Reddit taking pictures of where DC is in the game and where they are in real life and showing, hey, this is how right they got it. So not only was it the landmarks are great again, which they did great in in New York, the weather is, is spectacular. Now instead of just snow or blizzards or fogginess, I've got rain. I've got bright sunlight. I got fog. I've got heavy torrential rain. And DC, from what I've understand on Reddit, they are just knocking out landmarks. Like this is almost to the T what DC looks like. So that's great. What I also enjoy in any division game where you will see from any pro division player is the, the shooting. I've not seen a game so crisp in shooting with their guns and their type of guns. Ever. Apex has come close. It's a new game. But the Christmas of locating targets, um, there's no snap shooting either. It's not like it just auto targets you. This is all you. But there are guns like machine guns, some machine guns, assault rifles, sniper rifles. The, the ability to shoot in this game and to modify your gun to help your assistance in shooting, top notch. You cannot get away. Uh, their ability to just throw so much at you. You get the whole city of DC. You're like, how do you make DC better than New York? You're like, New York's the biggest city in the world. What is, what are they going to do differently in DC, which is a very iconic city, right? Mm-hmm. And right off the bat, they throw you as their base capital is the White House. Right. So, and the White House to a T, you're going, you can go in all the rooms. You use all the rooms throughout DC or the White House and then everything outside of the White House, all the front yard. It's, it's immaculate. It's immaculate. It just really kind of really ties you into the game. So now I'm in Division Two, and I am now a Division Agent in Washington, D.C., trying to help facilitate the progression in this catastrophic event that's happened. There's always these other gangs and and groups like the Hyenas and the JTC and all these groups that are trying to prevent you from progressing, and you are a Division Agent trying to promote that peace. Did they have have interesting, like, was it an interesting enemy faction or was it just oh, like, tons we of... don't like you because you are, you so, know, the good guys? I'm only level 18 in Division 2. And the enemy factions right now that I'm closely associated with are the hyenas. Um, the hyenas are pretty much your low tier, just don't like conforming, right? Your, your For the better women. good. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that, right? They're just your non-conformist you're i'm imagining now that i'm at 18 i'll see some other um factions um i'm 
pretty sure I already have, but again, the game's only been out for a few days, um, so I'm just now associating with myself really closely to the hyenas. Um, but the game itself has been fun. Um, there's just so much. Again, I, I want to go back to what I said earlier. Is they took everything they did wrong with Division One, and they just said, hey, you know, it started picking up the end of our reign of Division One. Why was the end of Division One so successful compared to the beginning of Division One? Well, in my mind, it was just there was so much more to do. Mm-hmm. Bounties, public executions. When I say these things like public execution, broadcast stopping, um, contaminated area halting, what I mean is there was these events. Just world events world out events. in the air. It took area forever area. to get to in Division One, And now right off the bat, they throw you these into these events that progress you through the story. Like you have – it's very open world. And that's what I really thought about. I felt that Division One is very linear, and you had to go through these main missions, and and slowly you'll get to the end game at thirty level thirty. Now it's like, man, I'm level. I was level eighteen. I was still hanging out in level twelve, fourteen area, and I didn't realize it because there was mm-hmm. just so much to do. That's good. The public executions, the uh, broadcast, the supply drops. There was just so much to do and so much loot to get. I haven't realized that. I haven't realized that I am way behind in the story compared to mm-hmm. where I'm at. Like, I'm 18 in a level 12 to 14 area. It's not that – and it doesn't matter to me, though. I don't care. The grind has been okay. The ability that there's only 30 levels and I'm okay where I'm at right now has been awesome. I so can even go though the, you're overleveled, you still feel like you're having a good time because the oh, content's yeah. good? Exactly. That's actually, as you said, overleveled. The guys, the – NPCs and oh, well, not creatures, but you know, just the the bad guys, the AI. Um, they're difficult. They're very yeah. difficult. They don't miss. They don't miss. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a loot and shooter, but it's a cover shooter. So if you're not in cover, <laughs> their AI knows you're not in cover. You're going right. to get hit. Pop pop. pop pop. You're already down half life. Like oh my gosh, I was yeah. literally out of cover for two seconds. So it makes it very challenging. Um, so far, Division 2 has been entertaining. Um, I have my own personal take on it. You know, um, there's so much more in the story I probably have not gotten into. Um, you know, the point of Division 2 is life after the dollar few and how these societies are progressing. How is DC growing after the epidemic, right? Mm-hmm. And there are still those factions that want to not partake in the association of peace etc so you need division agents out there to help kind of promote that so um i'm excited to see where this goes i had this huge idea for this game because of their detail in the cities change their fucking model right this game is a single release game that only comes out every two to three years and they're probably gonna have they'll have division three right they'll have division three in a new city say it's los angeles or or vegas why not change that model make it an mmorpg make it a living game and then each expansions are new cities think of this that you could only release expansions if it was based on your location so madrid spain for example mm-hmm. only those who are located in madrid spain can access madrid spain Unless, oh, that's a tall order. It is a tall order. Now it is a tall order, but 
there are so many things they could do. Like I could access it as someone from Missouri, of course. You know, I'm not going to make, I'm not hoping their expansion is Kansas City, which would be dope. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to say is, of course, you want to be a part of the big cities. But those who are around these bigger cities have access to it earlier than others. Like get rid of this. I'm just going to launch a game every three years and add a new city. Make it living. I would love to go back to New York City in this game. Like, mm-hmm. Thomas, this game is so realistic from the details of the architecture that I'd love to go see New York City again in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Because, again, like I said, play, uh, playing New York City in play, the winter uh, is just... Play Marvel Spider-Man. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I haven't actually played that game, but um, I have... Well, I've played like an hour of that game, but I don't own it. Uh, but I have read a lot about it, and even my my friend... Went to Columbia University up in New York. Oh, really? Right? No. Yeah, and he was he was like, "Hey, go over here," because he could tell where we were in the city based on just swinging around. He's like, "Oh yeah, if you go over there, there's Columbia." And he drops down. He's like, "Oh man, I used to do such and such there." And yeah, I remember. Oh man, even the I lived in that built in that apartment right there. Like he straight up, he was like, "Yeah, I was on this floor." I saw that. That many over. It's like, man, that's. Pretty, I saw people associating. Wild. I love these games now, especially when they take place in real cities like this. That they are associating what. Like, I don't know how gaming creators can not now associate, like, if they see, if they're going to say, we're going to base this in Chicago, it best be to the T. Like, well, not, I... In my mind, it should well, be like, you if, can If that's what they're going that. for, then, yeah, they have so many tools in their arsenal. Yeah. But if you, if you really want to go off on your own, I mean, you could stick with the landmarks and then stuff in between True. could be whatever you want. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Because sometimes for the sake of making your own game, you need to build infrastructure that is that makes more sense for like how you're okay. going to tell your story and all that stuff. So maybe having stuff to a T isn't the way you want to go. But I, I hear what you're saying of like, if that if that's what you're trying to do, you can see anything. Like... You know, when I when I popped on Google Earth on the Vive, yeah. to be able to fly around even Kansas City, you know, or I, I went to Paris just because, right? Really? And you can you can fly so far down. You can get your head, you know, you're in three-dimensional space. You can get your head down like below the rooftops of buildings and look around and see a, a like a good, like you can tell what you're looking at. Like, yeah, the stuff is, you know, the trees aren't shaped like trees. They're 
you know, what they're the shape that like a Lego tree would be, but you can still see everything in high fidelity. And it, it's, it's amazing that that is a, uh, a technology that we just have access to. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so likewise, like to see, to swing around in Spider-Man and to actually see New York and Central Park. I, I haven't got to play Spider-Man and I imagine the I details. Yeah. I imagine the details are out there and almost uncomprehensible to any other game that's put out that says, Hey, we're in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is New York. Well, you've got, you, you always have. So an example of kind of what I had mentioned of like, yeah, put it in the landmarks and then fill the stuff in between. So many games do San Francisco, right? And you yeah, have that one yeah. hill, that that curvy road hill that's so iconic. You know what I'm talking I about? I also think of, hold on, when you say uh, maybe, but I'm also thinking of the, when I think of San Francisco, I think of the immediate slope downhill, right? Yeah. You know, you have this trolley that goes up, right? <laughs> All the way up this almost like vertical hill, right? Mm-hmm. And I also think uh, Fuller House, right? Or or Full House, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, see in the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, right. So uh, that's what I comprehend with but the the winding road maybe I see it, but I always think when I when I see movies or games I'm like there's always this hill. There's always this hill. It's yeah. just almost vertical. It's like how do you get up this hill in San Francisco? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh yeah, that's But those things you got to take into place when you start putting titles to cities and I, I just really think that in my mind, Division has done a plus, mm-hmm. and, and I don't think anyone else has said they haven't because Division One, New York City was such a big iconic city to start in, which I wish they didn't because they could only improve on right. So they picked one of mm-hmm. the hardest cities to do first, right? And they did a very good job. But Washington D.C. Well, so iconic, it's, it's no it. Far Cry. They're not going to be like, all right, let's pick a city in Montana yeah. <laughs> and then destroy it real quick. <laughs> yeah, you right, know, right. <laughs> uh, you know, there's um. Like the idea of having that geolocation stuff, um, you know, to be in Kansas City and to be able to play around Kansas City, like that really is such a tall order. And I would love for that to exist. I wonder if something like that could exist in uh, a game or in uh, whether it's like on uh, like you've got a you've got a bunch of through the past couple of decades, you've got a bunch of stuff online where people can create their own user content, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's a custom map in Warcraft 3 or it's... Uh, you know, stuff on dreams, which Cam's super interested in, or, um, you know, even anything in tilt brush where you can just paint something amazing and send it out there for other people to, uh, to do stuff or even Mario maker, you know? Yeah, uh, for sure. But I wonder if something like that would exist where, uh, a community would, would come up that would create that content because for one business to do all that, that's, that's insane. Like, I think they're, like I would love it, but I don't know how anybody could spend the resources on that and turn a profit. I so I, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, the, your so statement. I I wonder. Like I would love for something to that for that to exist, and I wonder if that would happen if a developer made some really kick-ass tools that were available to their community. I think the I think the infrastructure there because I used to play this game. I know this is not even close to what I'm about to say here with what is well, Division Two, but I used to play this game in college. Uh, 2006 to 2011. Yeah, I was a five-year guy. It's all right, right? In in 2007, I got this game called Parallel Kingdoms. It was on the phone, a GPS-based phone game, the first GPS game I ever played. I think it's still active. And what it was is wherever you were located, it uses it uses natural the. I'm going to be wrong here, but it uses the the national GPS location system that most 
GPS location devices companies use, like Garmin, etc. So you could see everything. But they built in another layer on top of the GPS to add abilities to claim land. So mm-hmm. I'm in Maryville, Missouri. Went to school at Northwest Missouri State University. And I was playing this game called Parallel Kingdom. So where I lived on 206 West 3rd Street. Oh, man, that's really going back. I'm trying to remember. And I could see myself on this. And I could claim points. I would travel outside of my home area and mm-hmm. claim points around Northwest Missouri. I would have to farm. I was just a little picture on a Jeep. Think of your GPS location on your phone or on your Garmin. That's all it was. But they had little little pictures they had pictures that were there, and um, you could like there'd be a picture of a tree. Like I could chop down the tree real quick, and that'd oh, be what? yeah. Like or there would be, and they'd see the town hall. It would know locations based on their GPS geographic location. So I knew that downtown was about four blocks away, and downtowns where all the main players would be in trying to claim territory. I really want to see that take next level with division. Like if you can do that on a phone and have this parallel kingdom. Why not start building the United States in a game? I want to travel from – now, I'm not saying every city can be there. I'm not going to say you can go to Wahoo, Nebraska or you know, Manhattan, Kansas or Ames City, Iowa. You know, I'm not saying that. Those but real places they I have You've <laughs> never been to Wahoo, Nebraska? No. Nope. Oh, I've driven through it. <laughs> Sounds like a hoot. It is a hoot. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. Like You could have this type of game where build a model where – the same game concepts are available in this city, but you can play in this city and develop as a character within another city. It's like, I'm based out of well, Kansas would City. That, would that be like a mobile game? Because what you're describing sounds uh, similar to Ingress, which was the precursor to Pokemon Go, right? Okay. Uh, so it's built on the same system by Google where in Ingress you have I know the like, game. Uh, yeah, any works of art, any uh, like – if there's a water tower or if there's a fountain or, you know, whatever, tons of stuff. Mm-hmm. So you go there, you hang out for a minute, you capture it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so a very similar thing. Um, you know, I, I've been interested in, in those. Like I really think geolocation-based geolo- games are very cool, but they have never seemed uh, pragmatic to me in, in their gaminess. Like Pokemon Go... I wanted to be more Pokemon fighty. Like yeah. I didn't like the battles. And I was like, oh man, like this does some cool stuff, well, I th- but I think, it's just not quite I think, what I, think I wanted. You're thinking to mid 2000s. I'm talking about geolocating a fully 3D. Like put a team together, develop Kansas City, develop St. Louis, develop Ames City, develop Topeka, develop Colorado, develop Boulder. I know it's a lot to ask for. It's but- so much. There's so many. But you're right. So you as a team, I mean, you're right. I'm asking a lot, but what can't we do now? Why can't I see that? You're already building these cities almost to a model. Why can't I travel from Kansas City to L.A. and fight the goddamn epidemic in L.A.? Right? You know, like, you know, we're already doing so much. I think it's the it, next level. It would be level. cool if they uh, – A living world. A living world. Earth. I like think Earth. that would Google have Earth. to be like, MMO. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's a cool idea. I just, logistically, I want a business to be able to figure out how to do How it. that would work, yeah. Yeah, because you have to have it moderated or, you know, there, there are a bunch of questions to ask. But, uh, I mean, I like the idea. I I think it's funny that, like, DC is so 
detailed. Yep. But that is because they only focused on DC. Right? Very true. No, uh, back to Division Two. Yeah, they spent a lot of time, and um, the community has been very open on some. There's a Reddit community, I believe, that's talking about where they made mistakes. But when you're talking about wrong windows and doors and building placements oh, at the point, like it's like, all right, yeah, guys, stop not- nitpicking. These guys yeah. did a great job. Like I, I, I have. You're a- like, man, division's pretty fun, but dude, <laughs> this, the hinges- this exit was not supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah, the hinges are on the wrong side of these doors. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. You know, I think Division Two. At the end of the day, it's a looter shooter. Um, it's there's some PvP aspects. Uh, the Dark Zone has many improvements, and I know that for our listeners, if you have ever been a Division One fan and fell off like I did, this really should bring you back in. Um, is it some, a sixty dollars price tag? And is there deal? Humble, Do we humble gaming that? and Green Man gaming. You think you can get it for like forty eight fifty? But right. um, yeah, it is a sixty dollars game. And it that's is all, a $60 all platforms, game. but no crossplay, right? All platforms, no crossplay. That's yeah. correct. I can't wait to cross place like Not a normal switch. thing. I know, right? Gosh darn. Uh, um, but yeah, soon. I mean, that's just, yeah. That, I played, I played Division 1 on, on Xbox, and um, I was just upset with Xbox because, uh, I don't know, loading times are really bad. And now that I'm up, oh, and oh, I, I imagine, that. you can imagine that. Like, loading times are really bad. Um, I would sit there maybe two minutes sometimes on bad days, especially because I played it Oof. very early on, and it just would sit there. I'm like, oh, I don't want to restart because I don't know if this is really just a bug or am mm-hmm. i just loading this slow right. uh pc's been very good very fast um there are other issues like oh shoot when you open a door into a new area uh i have been caught in it where i had to restart the mission because i just was like my body was stuck in the door like, i don't know how to explain this oh it's, is it just are those like load, loading points yeah and you just got well it's not really a loading point it's it is a checkpoint but i don't I imagine it loads stuff in the background, but I was just usually you just walk through a door. Well, the guy I was playing with walked through it, so I walked right behind him. The door closed and just sandwiched me. Would you imagine it would kill (laughs) you? It would kill you in real life. I'm just like sitting there, like I can't move, I can't move, can't go. And so I just he's like, and I was talking to the guy I was I grouped up with. He's like, I was like, man, I can't move. Like I don't know what I'd tell you. I'm trying to jump and do all these things. I can't do it. But other than that, um, you know, small bugs. The game's been great. Um, I really think like with all the it's got an eight point on IGN, it got an eight point five on PC gaming, so like way better than its predecessor. Like that's for sure. Um is there improvements? Yeah. It looks almost like the same game, but just new stuff. Because two thousand fifteen, two thousand sixteen, division one, the graphics are great. They didn't have to really improve anymore. They did improve on some of the quality of life stuff, but there was just nothing to do. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't want to take too much more time on Division 2, but Division 2 has been a very, very fun game. I am very tied into its story development. I'm really tied into more of the, the uh, tune. When I say tune development, like there's just so much to advance my character, whether that's, whether that's the gunplay I do, the skills I use. the and, and skills, I mean, like you got to think of yourself. You're in a, an advanced today modern society what are your skills there's drones turrets these weird things that you just roll out these balls and they just blow up they're hives you have shields tactical shields so your skills are based more on modernized techniques kind of a little Mm -hmm. crazy but your skills are there it's just a very good game i'm very very attached to it at this point in time i probably will be spending 
a lot. I, I spent almost a year in Division One. I. I have imagine if they keep going on this trend, I'm going to put a lot of my, a lot of my time into this game. And I recommend it for you all because it's a very good game. All right. Uh, if I had to ask you one question, okay. so you're level 18, max is 30, yep. right? Yep. Uh, if What are you hoping to see? Okay. Uh, just just in, in the next couple weeks that you play. So this, I'm going to segue this with, I walked into this mission and usually you can tell your enemies are coming from afar. Uh, they're kind of like your items. Um, yellow or purple guys are rare guys that enemies. And How do you yep. tell that? Are they like glowing? They, they have backpacks? No, they have health bars cool. above their head. And the yep, purple ones are just a step above your regular guys. They have purple health bars, which means they're a little stronger. Those are your yellow guys. You're, you're rare. They have names. They're named bosses. Mm-hmm. And they have more health and more tactics. I walked in this level where I'm supposed to rescue this agent, and then I'm, I'm walking this. Usually, you can see all of your enemies from far away. She's like, "Oh, I'm not too scared." And what they did here was I walked in this small enclosed area, and the lights go out. I'm like, "Holy crap! This is kind of scary." Also, the lights pop up, and this guy, this agent, drops down. He's hanging from like network cables. He's dead. Mm-hmm. Like they killed him. And then all of a sudden, the yellow guy, oh, I can't remember his name. I just played him the last night. The spooky hyena. Yeah, yeah, he just jumps through the wall and just starts shooting you. And those guys do so much damage, it scared the crap out of me. <laughs> I want more of that. I want more of these situational experiences that really kind of creep you out. Because I do know that these bosses, to be very honest, there's a lack of whatever they improved on. Your bosses, your bo- you, when you think of a game, you're like, bosses, I want this guy to have super abilities and be very mm-hmm. difficult. I'm not saying these guys aren't difficult, but they're just like renamed, recolored, right. regular characters that are just now have more life and more damage, right? Mm-hmm. I think they could improve on there. But I want more situations where like this guy in a closed room where I had only one exit, he just drops into the wall and starts shooting me. And they do so much fucking damage so it was really hard to get around i actually died right away i want more situations like that as i'm getting to level 30 i want more unplanned for hard difficulty situations that just kind of like kind of freak you out i don't know how to say it it's the game is very creepy in sense i know it's a shooter but you come into this sense where you have these very high level high difficulty tunes and they come after you and it's it's very hard like, they come at you with full bodyguard and they're throwing bombs at you. You're like, oh, my gosh, I can't get out of this. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I want more situational uh, situations where I have to, like, more think variety. on my feet. More yeah. variety, yeah. Not just your open shooter, like, all right, he's my bad guy. Let's start shooting him down. Yeah, right? especially no? with cover shooters. That Destiny was a big one. Like, you that. just, all right, there's my bad guy. Let's get him down. I'm going to get some cover. Yeah. That one situation where I was in this building where he just came out of nowhere. I'm like, I want more of yeah, that. Yeah, because it's also not like go here, press the button, right. and defend for ten minutes. You know? Exactly. There's a lot of. No, I'm not saying there's a lot of that, but that's that's a lot of what Destiny. I mean, um, Division mm-hmm. is. You know, it's mm-hmm. there's a lot of. You know what you need to do. There are going to be some guys coming after you, so you right. got to take cover and shoot. But uh, I want some more of that ad hoc type of. Yeah, think on your feet. Yeah, really think, exactly. Yeah, think on your feet. I, I think they need to ex- do more of that. I'm only a level 18, so I don't know what they have incorporated. I'm pretty sure that was something that they got in Division One. But overall, uh, Josh's uh, balls raking. It's get nine balls because it's that good. Oh, <laughs> I love it, man. It's very fun. It's very fun. And I say that about a lot of games. I mean, I'm very open. But this one has been been really cool. Well, cool. 
Uh, well, awesome. I'm excited to hear some more about that after you uh, get closer into the game. Uh, for now, let's uh, let's take a little break. All right, let's do that. Hey, everyone. This is Greg from Red Shirts and Runabouts. We're the resident Star Trek podcast as part of the Heroes Podcast Network group. If you love Star Trek and things science fiction, we're definitely the show for you. Join us every Thursday as we talk about Star Trek Discovery, the new Picard show, and other ongoing content and new creations from the Star Trek universe. If you want to find us, search Red Shirts and Runabouts podcast on Apple and Google Play. And if you want to interact with us as a host, you can find us at Red Shirts Pod on Twitter. All right, we are back. Uh, and let's see, before we get to news, I want to talk about what uh, I've been playing. Sounds like you've been playing. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I don't know how. I don't know how. I love this game. But I'm still playing Apex. Yes. Um, I'm having a great time. You know, I could talk about it all day. Play it all day. But uh, tomorrow, so we record Monday, tomorrow on Tuesday, uh, which is the 19th of March, the Season 1 Battle Pass, the Season 1 and Battle Pass, and new character Octane will all be available (sighs) In the game, uh, Octane's a cool dude. He can yep. sacrifice a little health. For He's also jump pad man, right? Yeah, I've seen them add the jump pads near the market uh, in the middle of the map. If you haven't uh, checked those out, you should go do it. I have died every time I used one. Um, I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm really going to get the drop on him. And boy, was I mistaken. Um, wow. So I've been probably stuck in Division too long. So they've already added jump pads. Sometime in the past, like three or four days maybe that's what i was wondering because i watched this video on god damn reddit god we should not trust reddit right (laughs) but there was this post on reddit where this guy's just jumping from jump pad to jump pad i'm like how do you have access to these jump pads Mm -hmm. you're not octane yet so are they already around there yeah so i didn't see any announcement or anything somebody in the game was like oh did you know you see those pads and i was like i I didn't he never said market so i didn't know where he was talking about i assumed he was talking about like a um a test server what are they called the, uh, yeah, PTO. Yeah, PTO. Uh, I just assumed he was talking about that, and then I Public test. found one. Yeah, in uh, PTR. Sorry, PTR. Yeah, found one uh, near market, right in the middle of the map, and uh, yeah, there, there it is. So it's a, a cool thing, and and I had no idea that Octane was going to have that as one of his abilities, where he throws that down. I assume it's permanent, but I don't. Oh, that's weird. So they've also integrated jump pads on top of a character that can have a jump pad that can launch a jump pad. Mm-hmm. Okay, Octane looked fun. I mean, he looks real fun. Yeah, he looks cool, and uh, he, I think he heals over time. I yes. want to say uh, just when he's not in combat, His which passivist, I, yes. I think means not getting hit. Well, he or, also or shooting, has. I guess I don't remember the skill's name, but he gets a increased accuracy boost or uh, attack speed boost or damage, and, but costs ten percent life. Right? No, that, that's his speed boost. Oh, it's so, a speed boost. Yeah, okay. it costs ten health and. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And he runs faster. It's not 10%, like, like it's 10 Spangler. health? 10 health. That yeah. seems almost... Because it's 10 health, it doesn't touch shields. It's not 10%. Nope. Okay. All right. 10 health. 10 health. Because if you were low health, there wouldn't be any penalty. You'd kill yourself. Yeah, Maybe, I mean, if you, if you if you if you're low health, it's a bigger risk. But okay. like, if it was ten percent and you had ten health, Octane looks like someone I want to play. I mean, don't to be very honest. He looks well, very dude, I, I think everybody in that game is worth playing. I mean, the more no. the more I switch around. Oh, who do you think is not worth playing? Uh, all your big characters. Oh, um, still, the hitbox stuff has not been uh, definitely. Yet. I think they're uh, the lowest tier. Caustic, characters. come on, here. dude! I play Caustic all the time. When you hit when you hit that final, uh, they final did buff him rings. with his with his pads. Gibraltar is still, to me, just a waste. He's slow. I, he, the game does not allow you to play where his skills say, if you want to put this big, big shield over you, that just puts a target on your ass, in my mind. Like, yeah, I think but you're the not bigger, doing that to hide. I mean, look, just, they're, they're, definitely I think Gibraltar and Caustic are like the, maybe the two lowest tier characters in the game. But I still think they're worth playing. They're very. I, I think Caustic is very good end game when you have to shuttle down or, or turtle down and, and mm-hmm. like. I have won a game with Caustic where I have I knew right away because he popped one of my traps and then he popped a second one. I'm like, I know where he's going. Mm-hmm. I can go hit him up real quick, right? Yeah. And we win. So yeah, I just I don't know. He, he Early on, I don't think Caustic time. is that good because when am I laying traps? I feel like I'm laying traps only when I'm. In Tampered down. I'm not just going to lay traps to lay traps, and then I'm like, yeah, really. It's just his old. I mean, his old comes up really fast. Oh, it is. Yeah. So you know, I'm guessing here, but I would say it takes like maybe three minutes to come up, and it might even be faster than that. But I feel like it's is everyone ults different. I didn't oh, know that. big time! Yeah, I didn't Gibraltar's know that. takes forever. Oh, it's because so damaging. Yeah, and if you have they a, needed something for that character. Yeah, one of my buddies plays Lifeline every time, yeah, and I do too. it's I do hard too. for me to pick Gibraltar with her because, like, if I if I find ultimate accelerants, I'm you probably to give keeping them. them. Oh, you do? Well, you got to well, give them to well, Lifeline. No, no, I just won't tell them I found them. <laughs> Because well, also my friend sometimes forgets to use their care packages, yeah. so I know if I hold on to it and it gets down to like a final fight, I know that. My ult is, is going to be more useful. There's those memes. There's those memes where you've come across a, uh, you know, accelerant. You're like giving it to Lifeline so she can just drop. I, mm-hmm. I play Lifeline. It's one of my best, at least the characters that sell themselves. It kind of sucks. My best stats are weighted on Lifeline. Like, you know, I've got over a hundred kills now. I've got mm-hmm. 20 top three finishes. I've got like six wins or seven wins just with Lifeline. So I feel good putting her stats. You know, when you re- when you <laughs> right. large match up with someone that you don't know, you're like, I'm going to show off my best stats. So yeah. they're right there, right? So Lifeline's I that ne- person for me. I never played me. Lifeline. So one of the uh, one I, kill. I actually spent. Um, thirty of the crafting stuff to to use this one, but I unlocked the care package weapon kills yeah. because it's zero, and I wanted it to be zero. Uh, that's so, good. I so think a lot of people up, do that. I all, the only thing I have like it's not kills. It's anything. I only have care package, and it's zero. And I'm just like ah, ah, ah. for the random chance that there is this woman out there listening to this podcast. There was super ninja bitch. Um, <laughs> I want to tell you she carried me. And I want to thank you for carrying me to that win. She was, it sounded like a 
15, 16 year old girl. I'm not going to say because women's voices are higher pitched than men's. I could not tell, but sounded it's a little. Hard to tell with kids. Right. Yeah. Very true. She carried me. And I've uh, been carried a lot. She got a lifeline kill on her. Got a lifeline kill on her uh, drop. And it was great. Wait, it what was, do you mean? So you can kill people. It does like 10 damage what? or so when you drop your lifeline pack. Yeah, it does damage. Don't stand underneath the care package. Uh, I saw a friend and Alan. Did you know you can also kill people with uh, Bangalore smoke? Yeah, it does yeah. 10 damage as well. I, I remember throwing a grenade at somebody and I hit him. Like I just hit him in the chest and it did 10 damage. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? <laughs> it's like a smoke day in Counter-Strike. He just does very little damage. But if it hits you and there's you can get kills. I still have zero drop care package kills but uh she won us the game dropping it on a door she assumed they would come out of and dropped it and killed one just like it was crazy so super ninja bitch wherever you're at wherever you're located uh thank you for that one uh i had a i had a great time yesterday i played a whole bunch yesterday so instead of going out for st patty's Uh i just gamed pretty much the whole day it was exactly what i wanted yeah uh so i played drinking green beer though right oh you betcha drinking some heineken (laughs) Uh, so green on the outside. Yeah, green on the outside. I <laughs> uh, so I'm playing, and I'm playing with uh, a couple guys that I just random dudes I met yesterday. But they had mics. We mm-hmm. did well, so we kept grouping up. And uh, at one point, I had died in a fight. They finished them up, uh, respawned me, and one. And so I'm respawning. Right, I'm coming with. I'm getting dropped off by the dropship. Uh-huh. I I'm about to hit the ground. One of my teammates goes down. The other one, who's especially good. He's starting to get lit up, and so he's backing up like he threw down smoke or something. And he's just like, oh, oh, she's in there. She's in there. She's she's low. And I hit the ground, and I was like, okay, if I if I was him, what would I want me to do right now? And I was like, all right, I'm doing it. I'm going in for punchies. So I just hit the ground, and I didn't look for armor. I didn't look for a gun. I ran straight to Bangalore and just got in her <laughs> face. And, and she saw me because— you know, she. I wasn't around before. I uh-huh. just got response, so she wasn't looking for me. And you don't expect the so respawn in the middle of the game. So you're coming off the top, mm-hmm. and you're it was loud and all this tra- stuff. Yep, yep. But she wasn't expecting me to show up. So no. when I started punching her, she just panicked and left. And I knocked her down and killed her. Nice, like killed the squad. So that felt great because you know I I really do love getting punch kills in there. It's oh, I, hard. I, I have I have one recorded, and no, I'm at um. Oh, is it artillery? Yes. Um, and I'm just, just dodging, just literally duck and slide and duck and slide. And this, this woman has to have as a lifeline, I say woman. So, um, lifeline had, oh, the RP 40, whatever it's called. No, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. RE 45. RE 45. And just shooting me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And then I'm just sliding, punching, sliding. I got to get better at my sliding, jumping kicks and all that, realizing Mm -hmm. that you can kick. And I love the, how the animations change, but I haven't recorded. I promise you, for all the listeners, I can share it. I promise. And I just slid and kicked her, and she falls off the map on <laughs> airbase. That's what it was, airbase, because mm-hmm. there's that you're against the, the side ocean. of the map, right? right? And I kicked her off, and she's dead. It was amazing. My That's favorite good. kill. Uh, but yeah, it was really fun. I love the um, I love the uh, melee abilities that you have. It's not just punching; you can slide, jump, kick, mm-hmm. all that. But anyway, we should talk about uh, what's coming with this. Um, was this darn Battle Pass? Like, it's, I don't uh, know. So Battle Passes are new for me because I've never played a Battle Royale game before. Okay. So, um, you have, but you haven't, got, you haven't bought a pass for them, oh, right? I, I have not played more than 10 minutes of any Battle Royale. Okay. I, I may play like 30 minutes at one of our events, but I was terrible and I lost every fight I was in. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I just don't really care for Fortnite at all, but I really do like Apex. So 
The Battle Pass is coming out tomorrow. Uh, you can use the dollar currency. That, so, like, the you actually have to pay real money for it. You can't yep. just grind for uh, in-game currency. But uh, it's less than 10 bucks. It's 950 coins or whatever, which I think is 950 Uh but yeah, you, you get that, and what it gets you is, you know, of course, the game is all about cosmetics and all mm-hmm. that stuff. You aren't actually buying an edge. Like, you don't get better weapons or anything mm-hmm. like that. Uh, so you pay, like, 10 dollars. You get 25 po- uh, levels worth of loot stuff. So, like, the Apex, the loot boxes, mm-hmm. um, and the currency, <laughs> I, I assume. But I'm swimming in that currency. Uh, they have a funny model in the store where you can only spend your in-game currency if you've unlocked the uh the one that's on sale in, in yeah the, in the i saw that, that so costs real money it's like a it's like an alteration to the skin they have on sale right so like you have um and i don't know the names i'm gonna just say it lifelines snake skin outfit and mm-hmm. you can get if you have the snake skin outfit you can buy the alteration of that with your in-game credits yeah because yeah. you sit there with i mean i have a ton of in-game credits i haven't even bought mirage because yeah, i'm not i have so much in a big hurry I bought, well i bought those with cash but go ahead mm-hmm. but they they want you to see that big pile of in-game credits and be like oh i want to spend these well i guess i'll spend five dollars on this other thing so i can spend my in-game currency honestly it's a smart business thing i mean i'm not a, i'm not a big in a big hurry to to spend that but i I'm like I would like to spend money on the game because I think it's worth it. The same reason I spent money on cosmetics in Overwatch. Um, but I'd rather not just buy Apex packs. I'd rather do something like this pass where I bought Apex if I'm, packs. Oh, oh, I did. I I spent. <laughs> I spent ten dollars. That's it. Oh, I spent twenty dollars. So, okay. uh, but I feel good about it. I mean, it seems like a sixty dollars game to me. You know, I've definitely gotten more than twenty dollars worth of enjoyment out of it. So I don't feel bad uh, spending that money at all. But. Uh, yeah, yeah, business model aside, it's about $10 for the pass. You immediately get 25 levels worth of stuff. And every level you get during the season, um, you get extra loot. Like you get. So I imagine you then don't understand all the challenges, right? I don't think I do. So most all Battle Royales that have battle passes, which they all do, they have challenges. So. And I have not looked up. I've been playing Division over the past few days, but I do love Apex, and I'm a very Apex supporter. I imagine, from what I've read, they're going to have the challenges just like any other Battle Royale. So it says, hey, drop five times in artillery base and get three kills. So that'll add to your 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 like progression. So if you can drop five times and get three kills in artillery, you're gonna move toward your progression of that battle pass, which gives you more loot, more cosmetics, the ability to get the so in, in Fortnite, you wanna get that coolest the skin that they kind of put on pedestal. For, yeah, yeah. Right? John Wick. To get one, that yeah, yeah, to get that well John Wick was one of the things you just could buy, but to get this skin and the updated looks on it, you had to get through all levels of your battle pass. And then complete certain challenges and achievements to get there. I imagine okay. they're doing that. So you're, you're probably going to see that. I have not looked up into it too much, but I'm almost 100% that Apex will also have challenges where get 16 kills with the Mama Zeke, right? That's mm-hmm. a challenge that they're going to have in the season one pass. I bet that's a challenge. I, I bet they do that. <laughs> 
<laughs> get 10 kills, you'll get 50 points or experience to mm-hmm. your to your. Dude, progression. That'd be worth it. I mean, as much as I love punching, <laughs> if they made me do that with the most... Oh, man. I, I, I always pick one up now. I'm just like, I got, it's like, it's like a freaking, I got to do it. It's like, I got to pick one up. If I get one, I'm like, I'm killing you, man. I'm going to spend my whole time trying to kill you. I kind of... So well, worst gun ever. <laughs> I do and do not hope that they add like dual wielding. Yeah. If you could wield like two P2020s or two Mozambique. That would change the game a lot. Wow. Yeah, so they probably won't do it. And I'm not pushing that hard for it. But, you know, sometimes I'm like, man, I just wish I could have two of these semi-automatic pistols because they I But, you know, <laughs> same with the Mozambique. It's just like, yeah. well, may as well throw the gun at them. Well, the game has so much promise. I'm very excited to see what they have. I am going to buy a battle pass. It's probably going to be my PvP game, even though I told you I'm on Division. There's a good PvP element. It's kind of like my adventure game right now. But I needed something. Like, I can't play Fortnite. I can't play PUBG anymore for some reason. So, like, Apex really filled in a, a void that I had. So I definitely will be picking up the battle pass for Apex. Um yeah, yeah, that's I'm, cool. I'm, I I hope they do have those challenges. I didn't know about that. Yeah, they uh, will. They will. They. I'm almost a hundred percent. They will. That's what makes. That's what keeps people playing Fortnite. Is all those challenges. It wasn't just the battle passes. Yeah, I've, I've just never understood. Yeah, I mean, I've just never understood that. So now, yeah. I guess now I do. Yeah, it keeps you playing the game. It does. All right. Uh, well, that's all for Apex, really. I think. Right. We I, I think about a- I, I, uh, Octane. We talked about Battle Pass. We. Uh, Felt like there's something else, but I can't remember. I think we need to hit some lightning round of really hot topic news here. So I think that we have some stuff that's that, that we want to talk about. Um, well, let, let's do the fun one first. All right, let's do the fun right, one so first. I, I like this. The uh, Toronto Blue Jays. All right, baseball all right. team. Baseball team. MLB. They uh, they've had they've talked about having a curfew for video games on game day because everybody on their team is playing uh, Fortnite. So it's funny, the players were the ones who brought this up as a problem. So they were like, yo. It's it's funny. I think you said, uh, oh, who was it? Santana who brought it up, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Santana brought it up. He's an older, older cat. I want to say older cat, older in the clubhouse is what we call these. Um, You know, not probably a video game guy, but um, I really think he's wrong there. You know, I guess in any job, you have to have a curfew and understanding of when too much gaming is too much gaming. But what I've seen, and as a Kansas City person here, you know, I'm based out of Kansas City and I love my Chiefs, is I've seen both positive and negative influences on gaming and actual physical sports like the NFL and MLB. For example, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes literally meets up online to play with his teammates. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill, old Kareem Hunt, you know, Travis Kelsey, all the younger guys, Dieter, they are playing Fortnite to build a bond with their, yeah, their yeah. fellow teammates. But it's well, so it's funny. Those are your friends. And they then, are your fr- Well, you know, I mean, they're not really your friends. They're, they're your coworkers in, in a professional team. They well, right, but if you're friends. Well, they don't have to be, but that's, you know, you don't invite people to your game. Yeah, You know, true. on a formality. You're like, oh, well, coach said we had to. <laughs> We had to play together. But to see Toronto say that a player, Carlos Santana, brings – yes, Carlos Santana. We talked about this. Yeah, not the guitar. That's his real name. Uh, that's his name. Uh, had to bring it up saying that, hey, guys, hey, team members, stop playing so much Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> if you drop in Tricky Towers one more time. <laughs> one more time after 2 a.m., yeah. we're going to call you out. But that's funny. I mean it just kind of goes into the That impact. is funny. And we see uh, – I mean a, – a, a few years ago when the Royals were in and out of the World Series yeah. a couple times. I, I remember it came up uh, a multiple times. I read an article that said, hey, the team might be playing too much Clash Royale. 
or, uh, on or their cla- phone? Clash of Clans. Yeah, yeah. Clash of Clans. Um, where it was becoming a distraction and enough that the players. That was an story. article, really. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I imagine that the, they can. And that wasn't just for the Royals. That stuff has come up a lot, and it's just funny to see. Is Clash of Clans still a thing? I remember it was so huge uh, well, a while ago. I mean, I'm sure some people are still playing it. Clash Royale was the big one after that, and then. Uh, I don't know if there's like a big. I put like 150 like bucks into Clash of Clans right oh, when it came geez, out. Oh geez, just just small gem, just buying gems. I think just I like spent ten dollars on. It. I was like, this feels disgusting. I was in a clan, and you know, this forced you. You had to like, you have to attack this, or you'll be kicked out of the clan if you don't make an attack. It was mm-hmm. so dumb. Anyway, back to it. You uh, know, MLB yeah. players and MLB teams putting curfews. It's crazy. Well, it's funny to me that that was player. Uh, it was brought up by Player the players and not yeah. the coach. It wasn't yeah. the coach saying, all right, guys. I imagine the coach has no idea. The manager? Well, they probably have an idea, uh. but they might not see it as an issue the way that, like, you know, a teacher in a class is going to see something different than, than a, a principal. Well, no, no, no. I mean, like, a student is going to see something that that the coach doesn't, right? Or I that get what the you're saying. Doesn't. You're saying what Carlos Santana saw that the teacher couldn't, the manager couldn't see because right. he's Cause more he's closer seen. to the players. Exactly. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, so so that's just remarkable. Then I I Googled it because I remember an old article. So this was about this time last year that was, like you said, it was bonding over Fortnite. I mean, yeah. That specific one was Fortnite. So a year ago, you've got, oh, look at these MLB teams bonding over Fortnite. And then an article a year later that says, whoa, maybe we're playing too much Fortnite. <laughs> Sorry, too much. Um, so that stuff's just funny. Um, you know, Fortnite and Clash of Clans and stuff, those are such, such wildly popular games that you can – like the the mobile ones, of course, you can take anywhere. Fortnite now it's crossplay, so you can play on just about anything. Um, you know, it it's easier than ever to play with anybody, and there's just such a higher chance that your athletes are going to be playing these games huh. because, like, everybody plays games. So it's not like you know, it's not a jocks versus the nerds thing anymore. The jocks are the nerds. I always always think of it like this. It's you know when my wife or my or my mother or my father stepfather whoever it is it's like you guys waste all your time on video games. I'm like, Dad, you used to just sit around and play pool all day at the pool bar. What's the difference between me <laughs> sitting around just just playing video games? Mm-hmm. It's just a different way of entertainment today. You used to go around and watch races, or you used to gamble on horse races, or you used to play darts all day at the bar. What's the difference between me just sitting in front of my TV playing video games, right? I don't know. It's just a different age. People are going to have different opinions. So Yeah, and I mean, there's a bunch of stuff with, that comes with it, but right, you know, it's... It, uh, it's a new age of entertainment. It is. I mean, I would say the, the my biggest gripe is like, I definitely feel like I don't see kids playing outside like I used to, but I also didn't used to live in the city, so maybe... I, and also, I barely talk to my neighbors, which is definitely my fault. So that could totally be on me. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, there are a lot of totally valid things with too much gaming. But also, it's it's just so normalized now it is. that it it's nice that it's not so uh, not not taboo. But you know, it's, I don't have to explain myself all the time. It, to I I don't get too concerned when it says. Get your, I see all the memes. Get your kids off the Fortnite and get them outside again. I'm like, okay, yeah, because Fortnite's the only thing keeping my kids inside. You know, like, right. my kids go outside all the time. It's not definitely, actually, to be very honest, I have two kids and they hate Fortnite. You know what it is? It's Minecraft. That's what keeps them uh, yeah. inside. So, Dude, for, a right. of, for a lot of kids, it's Netflix. And uh, for a lot of adults, it's Netflix. Yeah, yeah, very true. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, um, also related to Fortnite. So, I read this article we were originally going to talk about. Um, that was incorrect. So it was an IGN article that said that 
uh, crossplay in Fortnite was being it was, it was only going to happen with mobile devices. So it only be Android and iOS. Um, we were going to talk about that. I looked up the article again. That article was incorrect. So they updated it, and I find it interesting. So what it, it, what it actually is supposed to be is the initial pools that you're put in. So if you are on the Switch, the initial people that you're going to be paired with uh, are going to be mobile and uh, iOS, like I just said. Or, well, iOS and Android. That makes sense. Um, and As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The, and Switch. Uh, yeah, so those three will be together. And the idea from uh, Epic Games is that that will increase the overall experience for everybody on that platform. Uh, likewise, um, Xbone and PlayStation are going to be with the pc so that's where they're initially going to be grouped up when you hit q right but all of them can still play together they can still invite each other they can still do all that stuff it's just that when they're initially when you hit matchmaking that's who it's gonna that makes a lot of sense and i'm not gonna say who you are if you're gosh dang good with the sticks you're gosh you're gosh darn good with the sticks if you're gosh darn good on a goddamn phone like a <laughs> on a like gosh a fo- darn phone Josh. a gosh darn sorry i don't know when to cuss or fucking not cuss all oh, right okay. here we go anyway when you're good at a device you're good at a device i'm not going to take that away from you but to be very honest pc players pc players yes that's loud on the on, on the top of graphics <laughs> screens we're getting loud here guys a PC player, just you, you've seen the ability cap. I'm not saying it's different from a console player, but you want to play against other PC players. Console players want to play against other console right, players. Right, I do not want to play I don't want to play or be teamed up with someone who's on a goddamn phone. Right. right? And, and a or switch, on a Switch. A switch I love the Switch. It does not feel good, especially it's on the, the Joy-Cons. It does not feel good for shooting. And if you're very good on the Switch, more power to you. And you should play with other people that are really good on the Switch. And you but, still have the option to play with everybody and else. And if you're very good and you're, you're, you're best friends on PC, you guys can play together. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I think it's a great move to do that and to prioritize your matchmaking. That's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So that article was a little kind of Yeah, so I'm glad they updated it. But yeah. even more than that, I so I looked up another article just to see – what other people had said, right? So instead of looking at uh, an article that was updated, I was going to see if I could find another one that was accurate from the get-go. And the next one I looked up said the original one, the original statement, which is inaccurate, but they just never fixed it. It's a five-day-old one. So the original one that was updated was IGN. The other one uh, was, was it Game? No, it wasn't GameSpot. Well, it was another big one. I could look it up, but it doesn't matter. Uh, I just thought that was remarkable that five days out, this stuff's still pretty fresh. That when I Googled this, that still had the wrong information up. 
and whoever wrote that article didn't go back to to update it after it was already out. That must have came down from the top and was not clarified to the point where all outlets that were sharing this media must have just took it the wrong way. You right, know, but, like they, but that's an issue. Five days is a long time to not have updated information. <laughs> yeah, so for them to just take that same information and run with it yeah. is kind of a journalism problem. Probably. So, uh, because that stuff needs to be accurate. But it makes more sense now. And, and it definitely is very... Well, it's understandable why they made the mistake. I'm just saying uh, that's obnoxious that <laughs> that information is still inaccurate up there. And yeah. who knows, if for five days out, maybe it'll never get fixed. But that is like, I don't know, they, they need to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, it uh, rubs you the wrong way. It, it definitely does rub me the wrong way. But whatever. I mean, it's not really affecting me. I just don't. I just don't like it. Uh, And then what was the last one? There was one thing we were going to talk about. Oh, you know what? We can brush on it real quick here. And it was about Activision putting together a geolocated league for Call of Duty. Uh, so, so, so you run much. around and you find water towers no, and water no. fountains and you play Call of Duty. No, yeah, yeah, on, on the phone. No, a different geolocation-based league, which is – they're trying to mimic the Overwatch League. Mm-hmm. Um, you so know, city-based teams. Yes, yes. I actually – you know what? A long time ago, we always thought that that's, this is where it should go. If you're going to have an esports team, make it team-based. I mean, it is team-based, but Location tie based. that team to the city. Now – some people, some especially some competitive players, like I know that Shroud has his say on it. Like you know, most of his teams he's met is through via the internet, right? So having mm-hmm. these geolocation type teams is not cool for him. He's also not a big sportsman. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I think in the industry, it's the way to go. Build a Kansas City team. Build an Oklahoma City team. Build, build a, a Nevada, Los Angeles, Las Vegas type team. Call of Duty's Activision is now participating in this. They've already put out a bid for it. Now they're asking, and they said this in the article, and I think I, I have it right here, and I want to make sure I said this correctly. So the article about Activision and doing their new league, here's the here's the first opener of this ESPN article. Activision Blizzard has begun the sales process for creating a franchise city-based Call of Duty esports league, setting the franchise price at $25 million per team. Did you know that when Overwatch started, it was only $20 million? So I don't know who follows Call of Duty anymore. I know it's a big following. But $25 million per team, that's saying they're saying a B-tier game. Wait a is, minute. Hold on. I think Call of Duty, as much well, as I like Overwatch, I think Call of Duty is still bigger than Overwatch. No way. Really? Mm-hmm. Maybe because the console – and is it going to be console-based? That's what this is. Call of Duty's uh, – maybe we're all wrong here. You know, We all have our skeptics here. Call of Duty, to me, is a console game. The to major portion of that player base is console. So is this going to be console or PC? We don't know. Yeah, I don't but know. But twenty five million to buy in for a team. So per city, dude, I think that's a steal. I mean, it's crazy. So Overwatch was twenty million when it, it started, was twenty right? million. And my girlfriend's parent company, she came home one day and she was like, "I was always in the office." And one of the managers came in. And she's like, "Have you guys heard of heard of the game Overwatch?" <laughs> yeah, our our uh, our parent company just just bought a team for sixty million dollars. Oh my god! It's like man, that's crazy, and nobody else in her office knew what it was. And she's just like, "Oh, what? This is crazy news." That's cool. Uh, but sixty million, and you know, for this to start at twenty five million, honestly, that seems low. Of course, I'm, I don't, you know, have twenty five. million. You know, I've seen around. a lot of crazy stats. I think we shared some between our uh, community. It's like um, 
that besides the NFL, um, esports, which you know is that's a very big industry. Saying esports, a lot of games where you could say you could associate games per sport, but anyway, esports is the most viewed sport. We're going to say that right now. Mm-hmm. Sport n- only losing to the NFL. Did you know that in the United States? Yeah, that checks out. That is crazy. I mean, it was three years ago, just above NHL. So now it's mm-hmm. being viewed more than MLB, MLS, NHL, like all these top tier sports. And it's crazy. The only one it's not it's not beating is NFL. Yeah, it's in the United States. To watch in the, the United rise States of, of the viewership yep. and of the prize pots, because you know it's like oh, you know this was years ago. At this point, it was like oh, it beat the Masters. Oh, it beat NHL. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it beat you know. Oh, Red Dead Redemption Two just literally tagged more money than Infinity War. Did you hear that one? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's so it's funny, like wow. Um, what's going metrics. on here? Like you know. Yeah, there's a, a ton of money. Uh, it's funny talking to. People not in not really in my extended family, but r- r- like secondary, yeah. like uh, what's that called? Uh, another, another degree of separation. People who all see like a few times extended a year, family, maybe, right? who we just say like, "Hey, how's it going? How's life? How's work? Okay, good. Uh, see you next time." You know, and each time now for a bunch of them, it's like, "Oh, how's how's your game stuff going?" I'm like, "Man, it's it's good. It's pretty crazy." You know, yeah. and and each time they'll be like, "Man." Yeah, there's a lot of money. Like, so this is past, past weekend. So he's like, "Yeah, there's a lot of money in games." Like, we got we got two of my nephews who who are going to school down in Florida now for coding for making games. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And honestly, when he said there's a lot of money in gaming, I wasn't even thinking that. I thought he was going to say something about esports, like, like playing or competing. Yeah, but no, like, just oh creating. man, this was worth you know the there was a huge prize pot of X millions of dollars and stuff. But that stuff's just remarkable to see. Uh, not only the metrics. Uh, you know, get bigger each time, but also to have acquaintances and and people who I talk to on an infrequent basis to see the stuff that reaches them, like the people who are not in the know, who aren't necessarily paying attention. Uh, it's just interesting, you know, like when Fortnite became big enough where people just knew what it was, even though they didn't know anything about it or didn't know anything about games. It was like, oh wow, to look around and be like, all of these people know, like all these parents, they know what Fortnite is, and this is strange. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, it's just interesting to see the rise of all that stuff. This is, and we said, I personally said this, oh man, I, I, I swear I had this documented, but you know what? You could catch me on my Twitch stream or whatever. I swear I said it. Overwatch League was the catalyst to start putting these, they're calling it geolocated. It's right there. But I'm going to say just city-based teams together. And now it's happening. Why not associate these with a model that works? I want to get behind someone I can root for. Yes, I can root for 99 ninjas or ninjas in pajamas or, you know, CLG or, you know, all these different teams. But when it's associated to where I live, it -hmm. makes me more attached to it. For sure. So when I see the Kansas City Bombers going to start playing, you know, Activision games such as Call of Duty, I might get behind it more. Mm -hmm. Like I follow Overwatch League only – at a minimalist perspective. I see it when they're on. I'm late yeah, night playing, here. right? I'll watch and, highlights and, and stuff. The, yeah, exactly. If there was a damn Kansas City team, or I know for a lot of our listeners, there may be a team already associated with you, and I'm glad you can see it. What if there wasn't? For those who have teams associated to your city, what if there wasn't? Would you be watching it? Mm-hmm. And if there was, would if there if there wasn't and will be, would you watch it more? Mm-hmm. Like, in my mind, I would be watching it more if there was a Kansas City team. Or a Midwest team closer to me, like Kansas, 
Iowa, Even Nebraska, Oklahoma. Omaha, Oklahoma. Yeah. We know there's Texas. We know there's Chicago, Illinois. We get that. But where's the Midwest at, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so. You know, I, I really want to see this conversation I've had a lot with our friend, our other friend, Josh, uh, where, you know, he, he works for Team Liquid, right? Yep. So he, he knows stuff. He rubs elbows with people who are, who've got a lot of zeros in their paycheck. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we've talked about housing and, and the different uh, players that come out. That, that are, you know, shipped out to California where he was, or well, in LA where they wanted him to go, um, to to train, right? So they've got all these people all across these these different games. So they have their own house, right? It's the Alienware Team Liquid mm-hmm. training house. And uh and that's a whole thing. You know, there's there's a whole lot of details that go into that. But I want to see something like that here in the Midwest where your cost of living is so much lower than LA with you know, LA has a an infamous like an infamously high uh, cost of living, and so if you if your business is based on just having good internet and housing a team and giving them the amenities that they can find, can't see is a hotspot here, dude. And we've got, <laughs> we've got a ton of technology. Got Google here. Fiber technology is growing out the ass here. Yeah, I mean we've had a lot of companies look to Kansas City uh, to test out self driving car stuff. Mm-hmm. We uh, a bunch of like smart Wi Fi. We've looked at smart street lights and and all this stuff. Uh, we've got a lot of cool tech stuff here that a lot of people don't know about. Even a lot of people here in the city don't know about. Um, but man, I'd really like to see the, you know, the internet is the thing that matters with these online games, right? So you can, you can have these teams scrim and all this stuff without having an arena to play in. Like if you just want a training house, that's great. Of course, the next step would be, you'd want to have franchise stuff with, with a buy-in like Overwatch League where they, I, I think one of their conditions was in the next X amount of years, you have to build an arena. I, I might be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that I... This article says by 2020, they're going to have their own arenas. So okay. so 2020 Overwatch League, you will be playing in their hometown. So that means away teams will be traveling across seas. That's where I want to know if there is... Well, maybe we can go in a long time. I should say they will be, by 2020, Overwatch League and Blizzard says that they will be having located team events at their cities so my thought is are they playing remotely to save money or will they actually travel we don't I, know i i really do think they'll travel i think I mean, they should those that's what, the point of the money's rolling in i mean they'll do that stuff especially if you're if you're relocated like so so again say i'm a la gladiators fan and i want and or i'm an atlanta the new atlanta team right i'm from atlanta but i live in la and i see atlanta's coming to to play la i want to go support atlanta You'll actually and go show up i will show up right that's the thing yeah, is, instead yeah. of playing in like the overwatch just like just arena like or whatever any any called. football or mltb team you know you you live in a different city but you support whatever your hometown is you go see them when they play the local team yeah um, but no, um, overall, um, we, uh, I, we're seeing a change. Um, I, I, I said this again. I really think these geo, I'm again using the word because we've used it a lot today. Word of the day, geolocated, geolocation. Um, these team based games, it's going to grow. Um, Call of Duty makes sense. It's one of the biggest. I still, in my personal opinion, it's a console based game. Uh, someone proved me wrong. I don't know. Maybe I'm not watching the right, right, uh, channels, but to me, it's a console game, but I still think that these teams are going to, blow up grow um and i'm hoping to see i mean as a fan here i mean all gaming from all around the world i hope a kansas city team shows up one day mm-hmm. 
you know, somewhere close by, but I'm excited to see where it goes. So, and this article being posted on ESPN, I hope there's some legitimacy around it. It says that Activision and Blizzard are going to have uh, 2020 time where Blizzard's going to be having their teams host their games on their home cities. That is crazy. So mm-hmm. that's really cool. That is really cool. Yeah. Uh, well, let's uh, let's wrap this up. I tell you what, uh, instead of putting in a uh, an ad for one of the other Gamer Heroes shows like we usually would right now, because uh, you and I are doing a shorter show here, Cam and I tend to go go all out. Um, the housekeeping that I would have done at the beginning or that Cam would have done at the beginning because he's a professional. He is a professional. Cam, uh, can't wait to have you back on here. Can't I'm wait, only filling can't in. Wait. <laughs> uh, so the housekeeping we have is, uh, well, first of all, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we are on Spotify. Yes. And uh, we've got Planet Comic Con coming up for anybody who's here in Kansas City or the Midwest. Oh, the Midwest, yep. And uh, as we've said before, we will have a panel on Friday the 29th at 4.30. That'll be about uh, creating a positive impact in gaming, which will be all about uh, our role models in the industry, how we choose to be positive influences, and uh, a bunch of stuff. I'm really excited for that. So we've got uh, me and uh, Mike and then uh, three of our friends that we work with around Kansas City uh, at our events with. Um, so that's very exciting. Uh, we've got Screen Heroes doing a panel on Saturday. Uh, that's going to be good stuff. You can see the whole, you can see everything on heroespodcasts.com where uh, that's where all of our shows are hosted. So uh, no matter where you're getting this, if you visit that website, you can find all the information um, that, that we have to offer. Uh, I, I will tell you, I just went this past week to go see Captain Marvel. And uh, I like the movie, but also I have a peanut allergy, and they served me a shake oh, that had man. peanuts in I it. I saw your post. Man, and- it was bad news. It was bad news. So I don't have to get into it, but man, if you can hear my voice right now, please, please take allergies seriously. And if you work in anywhere that serves food, oh, please just know, like, when I say my allergy is bad, I mean you have to be careful what you serve me. It was rough. It was rough. I had to leave the movie during like the most action-packed part. For those of you who also um, – I've worked with Thomas on many gaming events throughout the Midwest, at least especially here in Kansas City, and he had to freak us out at team one day. He wasn't feeling too well. We didn't have really baby wipes. We, we ran an event, one of the local con events, and so a lot of gamers, a lot of people just playing video games, and the the – the leader of the event, the administration, had this open thing of peanuts. Of course. And people could grab who Which, were volunteering. Which, by the way, I will stand by my <laughs> conviction that that is disgusting. I think having open controllers. Everyone was just oh. grabbing peanuts and playing video games and had their hands on their controllers. And, Gross. And almost immediately we saw Thomas flare up. And he so was not having a good day. I got day. all itchy and it was awful. <laughs> I took a Benadryl and that's what knocked me out. So I went out to grab and something from my car. slept in his car. We freaked out for about three hours. Had no idea where he went. I forgot to tell him. <laughs> about my allergy yeah sorry about that no uh anyway i bring that up because um screen heroes just had a uh review of captain marvel i highly suggest going and listening to it honestly i went back and listened to it because there were parts of the movie i missed because i was distracted uh because i was itchy and on fire the whole movie (laughs) um but yeah go listen to that um red shirts and runabouts has a bunch of stuff i know uh which one is this uh echo station has a series right now that's all about um, the costumes of Padme and Queen Amidala in the early Star Wars movies in episode one, two, three. Um, that's just really cool. So go check that stuff out. We're all going to be at Planet Comic Con. Again, what time at Comic Con for Gamer Heroes? Uh, 4.30 right. on Friday. 
4.30 on Friday, everyone. Yeah, so uh, thanks again for everybody for listening. Uh, we will we will catch you next week. And in the meantime, you can hit us up on Twitter at uh, GG underscore Kansas underscore City, Gamer Heroes Pod, Heroes Podcast Network. Our website is gg-kc.com. Uh, you can find everything else, including our Facebook and Discord communities, um, through our website. And uh, yeah, hit us up. We uh, If you're playing Apex or The Division or anything, we'd love to squad up. We're looking for squads. Here we go. All right. Well, we will catch you guys next week. All right. Everyone have a good day. Goodbye. Gamer Heroes is part of the Heroes Podcast Network and hosted by GGKC. You can find our episodes at heroespodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and tons of other podcast apps. Follow us online at Gamer Heroes Pod and at GG underscore Kansas underscore City on Twitter or at Heroes Podcasts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. You can also find us on GGKC Facebook page and our website, gg-kc.com. To all you gamers out there, play nice, play well, and play again. See you next week. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.